Um, Tom, can I ask you a little question? No. Have <sighs> <laughs> so mean. Tom, have you seen Avengers Endgame? Yes. Have you? Yes. Have <laughs> we saw it in the cinema together. Welcome to Having Words. Welcome. Um, it's just me and Tom. This is the first two-person episode. There's no one else, Josh. What? Is anyone... Why are we alone? Because, Thomas, Aiden isn't here. Rest in peace. R.I.P. But we were thinking to take a take advantage of this opportunity, Tom. And what is, oh, yeah. a, what is the difference between Aiden and us right now in this current timeline? Right now, in this timeline? Yes. In this one out of... 14 million? Was it 14 was million? It 14 million? So I like how we're on the same wavelength. It's a big, big number. Big big number. But we are the only two in the world, uh, to, uh, in in this room, <laughs> to have seen Avengers Endgame. Infinity War. Uh, well, well, hold on. <laughs> yeah, no. Endgame. Yeah, so Tom, we've seen Endgame. And where and did we see it? We saw it at the IMAX, the closest the one to us. IMAX. Which is in Crawley. Good cinema. Great cinema, cinema. It's great. Shout out Crawley. Yeah. Took um, her a long time to get there, though. The only issue... Yeah, oh my God, yeah. It took her, like, what, an hour? Yeah, I'm not going to shout out Crawley's infrastructure. <laughs> <laughs> Their car park was so messy. Yes. Didn't make any sense at all. No, it didn't. Um, yeah, we watched it in IMAX, which I've, I've only watched one other film in IMAX before, which was Infinity War. So oh, that did, was really? Like, I didn't know you saw Infinity War. Yeah, that was, like, mind-blowing. I the, saw two films. You saw Interstellar, didn't Interstellar, you? Interstellar, fantastic. Of course. Shout out to that moment where Matt Damon tries to dock the spaceship oh! with the docking station, and then it's silent before it explodes. And also, uh, kind of a film you wouldn't really expect to see in IMAX, but it was The Dark Knight Rises. Still must be incredible. In Such a beautiful voice. I mean, any film in IMAX is amazing, but The yeah. Dark Knight Rises must yeah, that be was really cool. Pretty epic. Especially the music in it is pretty good. The music is like really bassy. Whoa, 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 but we saw whoa. it in 3D, didn't we? Uh, Endgame. We saw it in 4D. Was, was it, that 4D? Was it not 4D IMAX? It, it said 3D. Oh, well, we got ripped off. It was £60 a ticket each was- time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was. Um, Incredible, because I before um, when you mentioned the three D th- or when I saw that it was three D or four D or whatever it was, yeah, I was a little bit put off because that fad had died, yeah, died a long time ago for a good reason, yeah, and I was still a little bit skeptical. But when I sat in there, put the glasses on, and saw that masterpiece of cinema, yeah, some of the, the scenes and the shots and just from characters talking to each other or from big space shots. Oh. It was truly like beautiful to witness yeah. in 3D. It's unlike anything else. I remember mm. with Infinity War, it was like, oh my god, this is <laughs> this is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And with the music and the chairs are so nice. Yeah, they are really nice. I must say the one thing with when we went to uh, Endgame in comparison to uh, to Infinity War uh, was that. The, our placement of seating. Now, in Infinity War, it was great because I, I could look forward and see the screen. The massive, ridiculously big screen. Yeah. But obviously with Endgame, we were like row, what, D? Quite near the front. So our necks, <laughs> by the end of it, yeah. were broken. I felt like a little kid just looking up oh. and just watching like my favourite superheroes. It was great. Flying around. It was fantastic. 
Now, uh, we need to say that there's going to be spoilers in this episode of this of the podcast because Tom and I, we, we, we really want to talk about it. And like we said, we're taking advantage of Aiden not being here yeah. because he hasn't seen it. Um, actually, Tom, the other day when I called him, he the first thing he said was, hey, Aiden, he was like, hey, I was like, hey, happy birthday because it was Aiden's birthday the, the other day. And he was like, you've seen Endgame, haven't you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I've seen Endgame. He was like, don't spoil it for me. I've heard something that's made me really unhappy. And I was like, what, what did you hear? And he was like... I've heard Iron Man dies. And we, I was like... Oh, no. Oh. Um, so I didn't react to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a spoiler cast. Spoiler filled. Spoiler. Oh, my God. Like, we're filled to the brim with spoilers right now. It's drenched. I'm about to explode with spoilers. Let's not do that. All over, Tom. directly opposite you. Oh. 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 oh that was... Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, firstly, Tom. Yes. Let's talk about the film in general. Yeah. Let's say our reactions by the end of it in three seconds, okay? Three, Wait, two... Wait, hold on. Say, whoa, 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 what? Say Let's say one word to, to sum up our <laughs> reactions. just go. <laughs> Give me your reactions. Three, two, one. What? <laughs> Let's just say okay. a, a one-word reaction by the end of it. Okay, ready? We said at the same time. Three, two, one. Breathtaking. Epic. Close enough. I think mine was better, actually. Yeah, yours was more intense. And yours was epic. Top yeah, four letters. Mine was... you, I don't think you could have tried any worse. Yeah, to be fair, that's pretty crap actually there's a book on the shelf that says epic that you obviously just looked directly at. where I got it from but yeah. it said Eric 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 Woodward <laughs> Endgame was Eric Eric Woodward truly Eric um, really enjoyed the film great film so did I um, I, I did we've uh, established that but yeah. we've established that I had no idea what to expect um I think after Infinity War, it obviously left everyone like, what the hell are they... Did, did they realise what they just did? Yeah. That they killed off every single character? And the trailers did it very well, Endgame, because yes. obviously not revealing Thanos, not revealing much of the story. Exactly, and I honestly thought from the first few trailers, actually, that Tony Stark was going to be in the space shuttle for, like, most of the film. That's what I thought. But then you do see him in that sneaky little shot of them walking... Him walking, he's like, Tony, what are you doing? Like, hey, you got out what of there, doing, didn't you? Tony? Big Tony boy. Um, what would you say because there's a lot of things in that film like we, well, like we just said that were quite um, we weren't expecting at all so what would you say is the main thing that you were just not expecting at all I did not expect to see and I'm sure this is the moment that most people probably lost lost it at was Cap picking up Mjolnir thought yeah. oh my god and using and wielding it and actually like pretty much destroying, destroying Thanos oh. to a point with that and his vibranium shield. Yeah. Like... That was amazing. I think, obviously, we they teased it in... in yeah. <laughs> Tommy I've just genuinely been waiting for that moment since Iron Man. That was amazing. Because I'm a huge fan of Captain America. Yeah. And he's always my number one. Yeah. And to see him finally do that and Thor go, I knew it! <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know, yeah, yeah. I knew it! Oh, yeah. That was amazing. Just epic, mate. I think because ever since they, they teased it in Age of Ultron... Yeah. I didn't think they would actually like re- like no. re- reintroduce in- re- go into it again and like, yeah. refine it. But, but they oh. probably didn't even know. They were like, "Hey, fair. wait a minute! We just teased it. Let's yeah. just." But he it. actually just straight up picks it up. He does. No, because what do you see first? You see the hammer moving. Yeah. And then you're like, everyone's kind of like, "It's not thought going on." And then whoa, whoa, Captain whoa, America whoa. was nearby. Oh, I'm, then, like, I'm gonna yeah. say he looks sexy as hell. Oh, I'm hammer. sorry, but I'm a huge fan of bearded Captain America. Wait, but he wasn't bearded in there, was he? No. Sorry, Tom. It was a shame. So you said, that, is that the one bad thing about the film, would you say? Yeah, and also, <laughs> I don't know, my other drawback, which I know is probably up for discussion and debate, is also Homeless Thor. Homeless, 
Hobo Thor. Hobo for Thor, yeah. That's the best way to describe it. Fingerless gloves. I enjoyed Fat, Fat Thor. Did you? Fat Thor. That sounds like the fourth Thor film. Yeah, it just sounds like the cheap knockoff. What's this hard to say? Fat Thor. Thor. Thor is fat. Fat Thor. Thor. Um, rounded. Thor. Rounded Thor. The only thing is, he still had a six pack when he was fat. He did. Because he's, he's a god, ripped. isn't he? Yeah. I really wanted there to be like a little gym workout scene where he did like three press ups, and because he's a demigod, he got like the six pack. Well, yeah, I was thinking they might do uh, a little time travel bit where they're like, where they look at Thor and they're like, uh, dude, are you going to sort yourself out? Yeah. And Thor's like, well, I don't have the time. Yeah. So they go, right, jump in the machine, <laughs> send you back to, I don't know, just five years ago, yeah. according to the timeline. Yeah. And you're all good. But they didn't. See, I would have said that's a waste of three hours, but I feel like there were things in there which shouldn't have been in, in the three hours that they cut down. Yeah, I just, I'm sorry, but I did really struggle going back to Thor again when there was the fight scene between Cap, Thanos, um, Iron Man, and whoever else it was against Hulk at the beginning. No, against Thanos. Oh, okay. When, yeah, yeah. when Cap picked up the the, the yeah, uh, yeah. hammer, and you see him in his suit and everything, lightning, blue eyes. Yeah, and he's got a bit of a tub. It's like and it's a bit like it's really what? weird comedic value because it's like it's supposed to be obviously humorous and funny, mm. but it's just not. Yeah, that's the only really sort of drawback I had. See, now what I read about this, one of my friends told me was that Thor likes his like his image is his symbol. His symbol like the symbol of Thor is his image. He's supposed to be ripped, this kind of demigod yeah. look. So him being fat and a hermit, such as not not wanting to be outside and everything, is him showing failure. Like all of the superheroes show failure in different ways. So they did. Sta- t- yeah, Tony Stark was like moving away, having family and all that, and like kind of yeah. adapting with it, and obviously losing a lot of weight and being crazy through space and everything. Yeah, like it's that. brilliant. That's brilliant. It's a good point because each and every one of them had an impact caused by Thanos yeah. and his power. Like you said, like, uh, I mean, apart from Captain, Cap obviously suffered, uh, Cap decided to deal with the loss by helping other people, like the therapy sessions yeah. we saw, but that's and it. also getting the team back together, and that's yeah. so Captain America. Classic. And then, like you said, Thor felt like he failed, and yeah. so put on all the weight, did that. He went from being a leader to being yeah. a hermit and not looking after himself. Yeah. Iron Man literally did the opposite of whatever thought he would do, which is create a family and yeah. settle down. Yeah. And who else have we got? We got Black Widow, who was like emotionally broken. Yeah, you could tell. Yeah. Uh, you've got Hulk, who. <laughs> Bruce Banner. Can't who that. Thanos beat them so bad that he made them Become live friends. together and work <laughs> together, although the entire time they had never been able to do that, and he managed to achieve that. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty mad Thanos achieved the impossible he did. <laughs> he did by beating them so badly Hulk in Endgame we expect him to come out like obviously I don't. I wasn't expecting what happened about them to be so yeah. fine with each other that they become one yeah I, I liked it mm-hmm. I like that one because it's at the end of the day it's a completely different take on a superhero film and the Avengers yeah that's what I took away from Infinity War and Endgame it was superheroes losing and they're, them dealing with that and so, of course, each and every one of them had to have a consequence. Yeah. And so I'm perfectly fine with, to be honest, I am fine with Thor and Hulk being the way that they were. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, like, yeah, you didn't see Hulk really, did you? It was it was Bruce Banner green. It was so weird. Yeah. It was so weird. I don't know if I liked it or not. Um, really? And I feel like the only reason they did that was so when Thor clicks... Uh, why do I keep saying Thor? 
I think the only reason they did that though was because when Hulk does the click his yeah. hand had to be big enough to go in and, and his hand was the same size as Thanos's hand which means Thanos could use the glove later yeah but I, the, the the glove adapted to the size though so I feel like it could have adapted again see that's what I thought but if you look at the glove after uh, the Hulk uses it it's destroyed and it seems yeah. like it's still a glove but it doesn't look like it can function but you're right yeah. maybe maybe it was just yeah a, I don't know um, favourite scene Tom favourite scene from the entire film big question first of all because it, it felt like three or four films in one I've got quite a few you know it's, it's difficult to pick but one of them has definitely got to be Cap walking into the elevator oh my god that was incredible with that fantastic callback to one of my favourite Winter, Winter Soldier was scenes. amazing. Is that elevator showdown? Oh, so and then he walks in and he goes, Hail Hydra. Like, oh, that was like spot literally using. It just felt so cool him going back and like manipulating the past, yeah. such as when he says to Steve Roger, Bucky is alive, just to make him shock, shocked enough. Yeah, to, to, just, to get him. Exactly. Because he knows what he would want to. Well, he knows what would surprise him. Yeah. Because obviously that's his past self. Yeah. Is, yeah, it's mad. That was that was such a good scene when they were all yeah. looking at him like, "What does he know?" And then he, oh, and they hand in. over the briefcase. Hail Hydra! Yeah, oh, man. quality. That Your so favorite good. scene? Uh, I've been thinking thinking about it a lot, and I think there's so many scenes which I love. But I think the scene that I literally just thought of was was when Iron Man at the end, when he tries putting the glove off Thanos, and Thanos is like, "Oh, you lose!" And then he puts his hand up, and you see all the gems go into his knuckles and everything. Yeah, and then he goes, "I am Iron Man," and clicks like that was. What did you think of? Yeah, I am Iron Man. That was great. What did you yeah. think of Doctor Strange looking at him and with the one, one finger up? That was just. What did that mean? Is that you've one well, one reality one um? What did he say? One time. What did he say? Well, you know, uh, in Infinity War, he said there's only there's he scanned like how many? Eight, it's fourteen billion or fourteen million endings, and only one of them they they win. Yeah. And I think before uh, he looks at Iron Man and does the number one, he says how if I told you this is the reality that we win, we'll lose. Yes. It and I think happen. him saying that was basically saying if I tell you, it means you're gonna lose, you're gonna die. So when he turns around and does that to Tony, he's telling Tony, and Tony realizes we're gonna either it gave him the the, the the motivation to kill himself to win, or it made him realize I need to. It's me losing. I think Doctor Strange knew what was going through Tony Stark's head. Yeah. Tony was probably thinking, I've got a shot here. Yeah. To take the stones and do this, he looks at Doctor Strange probably in that moment, thinking this is this might be it. Yeah. Doctor Strange gives him that confirmation. Like, this is it. This is the timeline. This is the only outcome that you can win. And he does it. That was crazy. I am Iron Man. I am. You are Iron Man. I've also got another, like, in terms of cinematography. Yeah. My favourite scene. My favourite shot. Maybe because it was even better being in 3D IMAX. But when Captain America has been pretty much beaten by Thanos, mm -hmm. after still after using the hammer and the shield. Yeah. And he's holding the hammer, shield in the other hand, and he's standing in the foreground, looking out onto Thanos and his army oh. in the like the background it's all dark smoky burning yeah such a brilliant shot of the cat pretty much all alone and it really hammers that home and makes the arrival of Wakanda and everyone yeah even more also epic. I think like you said the importance of that shot as well was to, was that throughout all of the Marvel series cap being in 
2000, the year 2000s and everything, he is alone. He feels so out of place. And like, even though she tries adapting, which, such as when, um, exactly. such as when his, his mate Falcon or whatever gave him the list of all the movies to watch and everything. Yeah. Like, it was him trying to adapt to the time and everything. But you could tell through every film, even in, in, in like Infinity War, that he was still held up over Peggy, which is why I think the ending works so well. But we can talk about the ending later. Yeah. So I think the shot of him by himself kind of reinf- reinforced the fact that he's by himself in this in this new timeline yeah. this new era that he just it wasn't he was never meant to be in and it was also him being I uh, being Iron Man being Captain America again because obviously in Infinity War he's still he's he's not Captain America he's Steve Rogers yeah and then in Endgame he has the suit on he has yeah. the shield he has everything back to the good old days he is Captain America and he's mm. standing alone against the, the enemy army. of the world mm. literally mm. and he is making his stand and then he's joined by his mates his, his buddies oh, that scene is, but I think we, I was discussing this with my friend Penny we were saying how if that if it was kind of two two hour films I'd happily I'd watch both of them of course I would but what would be the point where it would end and I think the point that it would end is at that moment Right before people come through the through the portal, portal, you hear Falcon or whatever his name is. You say him say on your left, and then you see everyone come through the portal. I think that'd be a great ending if you hear on your left, and then it, it ended because you're like, Wait, what do you, who said that? How? Where, where is he? What do you mean on, on his left? I agree, but coming into the third film, and then seeing them turn up, yeah, kind of knowing that this, you know, that's the climax really, and then to start the film. With such a yeah, with the climax, that. and you sort of know that they're probably going to win, yeah, because that's what you've been conditioned to believe and see from superhero films in the past, yeah, where the climax happens, the cavalry arrives, and then cavalry. they go on to win, yeah. So I don't know about. It's a good question, though. It's a really good question. If it had to be made into two films, what point would you cut it up? Oh man, you could even say Cap picking up the hammer. You could say that. That would make it a very much Cap film, which I think obviously Endgame felt like an Iron Man and Cap film, but that would make it a very Cap film if it was like, oh, him him ending it was was that. Yeah, you know where you should end it is where they where fucking Thor beheads Thanos. <laughs> should end it there. What? Like a fifteen minute film? Credits roll. What did you think of that? How literally in the first fifteen minutes, I was not expecting them to go to his planet and actually behead him because I thought it, it just seemed like the easy way out, and they did it. I liked it. I yeah. really liked it because it does throw you off. It does. The whole film throws you off. It does. I, I, at no point did I could I predict what was going to happen. Maybe, maybe it's because I'm not like a massive Marvel super fan or I'm not very good at predicting storylines in general. You're not. But yeah. I'm just not good <laughs> at all. But I didn't really know what was going on. And then from yeah. every moment where uh, Gamora... Not Gamora. Uh, Karen Gillan's character. Um, Nebula. Nebula. Uh, gets her memory file get a- gets accessed and oh. it shows Thanos looking at his future self being yeah. killed and saying destiny e- yeah exactly yeah. even with that I had no idea what he was going to do with that mm. I didn't realise that it was a possibility of, a possibility of him to go into the future and like yeah. that and that was just like I get he knows but now I'm really concerned because what's he going to do with that information I just thought it was mad just the fact that he he can literally stop yeah the future, but he also wouldn't want to. He'd want to continue. He knows that he's won, though. Yeah. Because in that moment, he knew that he had defeated the Avengers, yeah. wiped out half of Earth's population. Mm. So he knows that he wins. Yeah. What? Are the, what how do you deal with that? Information? Exactly. Because like, literally, like that moment when we when we see two thousand what fourteen Thor 
or whatever. That's the moment when he finally gets the first gem, or like he's about to get the first gem. And for him to the first gem, the first gem, (laughs) the minerals, the minerals, the first stone, and like for him to be so close to the one and then realize he he wins it all in the end. No wonder he goes back. He's he's making that jump to go back in time because he he's filled with all this like I fucking did it. Yeah, he's filled with all, all this great energy. And shout out to Josh Brolin because he's listening. Um, <laughs> like, what a perfect character to play, a perfect actor to play Thanos. Yeah. In terms of gravitas and voice. Oh and, my god! Like just the, the performance wasn't too wasn't too expression filled, which was good. No, it was perfect for but Thanos. It was, it, exactly. His it, voice just delivered those lines with such meaning, mm. and every single one you believed, and you were genuinely just threatened whenever Thanos was. was on screen because you know what he could do to the. You Avengers. heard me crying in the cinema. I time. did. Yeah, I screamed. You screamed because I was crying. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Scary. Um, Scary. I liked Thanos's. I like how they 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 fought young Thanos when young young Thanos didn't really know half of the heroes. Mm. Because I think he 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 always knew Stark. He always he'd always yeah. like heard of Stark. And I read somewhere that he always saw saw Stark as a threat anyway. Such as in Infinity War, he calls every, he doesn't call anyone else by name, but he calls Stark. He calls him Stark. He does. Like, almost like he respects him because he understands that Stark can 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 defeat him. Yeah, I thought there was gonna be something similar with Captain America. Yeah. Uh, especially when they were fighting, and yeah. they got to the point where Thanos had just managed to overcome Cap. And he was, what, I don't know, taking his helmet off or something, I can't remember, picking up his weapon. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, what did he say? He said, like, I've always... I, could, I didn't quite pick it up, but it said something... I thought he said he respected humanity or something, but then he said something completely different. So I'll, I'll, when I rewatch it, I will <gasps> hear what he actually meant. Yeah. But uh, I thought he was going to say something to the cap, like, I will always respect you, or like he said to Stark. Um, what did he say? Uh... Admire. I hope they remember you. Yeah, and but I th- there was kind of that moment when you saw Thanos' face when Captain America got back up. Yeah, he was not expecting him to get up. No. So yeah, I think it was around there when he said the line. Actually, wasn't it? Yeah. Let's go back to the more silly stuff of the of the uh, film. Now I understand Fortnite <laughs> are doing some Avengers um, and some Endgame exclusives in their game, but do, oh, yeah. do you really think it was relevant to mention Fortnite in? Endgame, especially when it was supposed to be five years in the future. Oh yeah. Well, I what think, did you think of that? I think it was fine. Again, I don't. I'm not overly critical for things like that because it was just. It's not something to say too seriously. It just happened. Yeah. Uh, Fortnite is very relevant at the moment. You're right. Yeah. Uh, five years in the time. Don't know. Probably not because yeah. things die off quite quickly. But yeah. Fortnite's still around, so I don't really mind that at all. I think. I just think for Fortnite, it's such a big move and it's such a big uh, motion for them to be in the most popular film yeah. of like the decade it's huge that's crazy and obviously now now they have all this end game content in their game as well like they do yeah they're rolling the games out there yeah <laughs> yeah that's ridiculous um, I thought, yeah, that scene when obviously they were playing the the Australian director, or, or like sorry, sorry dude whatever his name sorry dude sorry dude yeah. um, that was an interesting scene I'm glad they brought back those characters. Yeah. It was just a weird way they did it. It was just them chilling out or being hermits and stuff. But like we discussed, it's because yeah. Thor's fa- showing him showing failure is him being If you look hermit. at it through that light, it does make it better. Yeah, I think. No, you're right. Yeah, I think so. Now, I've heard of a loophole that my housemate Joe, which has mm. been on the podcast, he's been on the... On the, on the in Shout that, out to Joe. Shout out to Joe Jones. Um, he, he said to me, a Captain America loophole. 
Now, do you reckon you can guess what that is? Is it something to do with him going back in time? It is. Yeah. Is it the fact that he goes back? How does he stay? Because I assumed that when he went back, he didn't do the whole uh, superhero project thing. Yeah. And so he didn't become jacked and beefy. See, that's what everyone thought. That's Is that the loophole? That is the loophole that Joe found. And so I found a theory online, which I said to Joe, and he was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. And I'll, I'll read it out right now if I can find it. Does it is it explained in that Cap doesn't end up in the ice? Well, Captain America goes back to a point after he's already in the ice. He's already crashed. He's already in the ice. And so that means... Let me read this out. A lot of... The, I, I quote, A lot of people are not understanding that Cap was always Peggy's husband. Um... We never see him because all along Cap is her husband in the original timeline. He's not changing anything. He's closing his own time loop. We, um, he will still be found on ice in 2012, still go through everything he goes through, and then go back in time and be with Peggy. They leave the door open for him to try time travel to the future if he's needed after the events of, of Endgame 2. Which meant he was always supposed to go back in time and he was always supposed to be with Peggy. Because yeah. we never see Peggy. It's, it's it's her that Peggy got married, but we never see who she got married to. Yeah. So it turns out that he's closing his own loophole by going back. So he goes back, marries Peggy, and then the Captain America of that time is in the ice, and then he wakes up and finds out she got married with someone, which turns out to be him. It's him anyway. It's so him anyway. It's just, time is a circle. Literally, yeah. It's just going back. Yeah. Which was like crazy, but because he literally he closed his own timeline, but then. Joe was saying he argued against that because Joe's very good at arguing against valid points. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said that that would still be a different timeline to the one that old Captain America is currently in, which is the normal timeline. So does that mean Captain America, when he turned old, went back to use the, use the time machine thing or whatever to jump to this timeline? Or was he just waiting? Or was he just waiting? Just at that moment, sitting on that log yeah. or bench. I think the only issue with that is that it's it throws the timelines off a little bit. Uh, to be honest, it's completely beyond me. Yeah. At that point, I start getting lost. Yeah. Because I'm very stuff, man. Yeah, man, it's crazy time travel. I mean, Lost did time travel. I think Lost, Lost, quite the well. TV series did time travel. Yeah, right? that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was quite interesting. But and now we're doing the whole time travel thing again. I wasn't expecting it. I think a lot of um, basic bitch boys theories was that, um, sorry was that um, oh um, Doctor Strange is going to use the time stone and go back in time and defeat, defeat Thanos. I'm like they wouldn't do that. They basic. wouldn't make it that simple. Too basic. But the idea that they used Ant Man's uh, quantum realm time thing was crazy. Yeah. Especially as soon as he came out of the portal and addressed the fact that oh I was only in the five years uh, five hours and you guys were out here for five years. As soon as he addressed it, it was like they're going to try and manipulate that somehow. Definitely. And I like the fact that they didn't immediately jump on board with it either. It took some convincing for Stark. Yeah. Especially uh, that bit where he's at home and he does the, uh, he puts it in the computer <laughs> and um, <laughs> realises it's possible. He literally freaks out. I he's thought like, that was great. That was awesome. Yeah. Especially, he, Stark's the one who needs to make it work. Because obviously the Hulk does it, but then he messes it up a little bit because yeah. he becomes baby Ant-Man, old Ant-Man, wets, wets his Stark pants Stark is the scientist. Stark exactly. is the so creator. So he was the one who kind of had to make it doable. Yeah. And the fact that if it wasn't for the kid, his child, he'd be like, yeah, of course he'd do it, without a heartbeat. But they added in a feature into the film, which meant he, he'd have to reevaluate what he was He had doing. a responsibility other than uh, Pepper. 
Pots. Literally, Pepper Pots. Which was like... PP. That was crazy, how they added in that extra level of like, hey, yeah. do we really want to go back and defeat Thanos and do, and do all of that? And they still did it, because that still outweighed his own daughter. Yeah. But he said, he, he said, didn't he, he was like, to bring people back as if they never left, but not to go back to that point. Because obviously his daughter wouldn't be there if they went back, but his daughter would be there if he brought back everyone. Isn't it? It makes it honestly getting a little bit of goosebumps now, thinking yeah. about the fact that he still sacrificed himself. He literally did. For everyone, even though he had someone back at home yeah. to look after. Well, not only that, but think about Tony Stark's character from the first ever... First ever film, he's always been a selfish character, only cared about himself. I am Iron Man. I am Iron Man. That there we go. Like that's a callback because it showed how much he changed. Yeah. When he first said that, he said it himself. for the props. I am. Yeah, exactly. Because journalists wants... they go mad, don't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah. And he says it again here for the, the what is what's the opposite of selfishness? Selflessness. Yeah. Selflessness. He literally says it for selflessness. Literally, that's what he's doing it for. Like, that's, that's we've just realised that. We've just right realised that. It's, it's incredible. The, it's, it's the full turnaround. Incredible. The one guy which was the probably most selfish guy in selfish superhero turns out to be the most selfless superhero. Yeah, he does. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, Tom, we're obviously watching it after this, after the podcast. We're watching it in seconds. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> yes. How do you think second viewing is going to change? It's going to be even more monumental, I think, because now, even now, talking about it now, we're yeah. realising things, yeah. figuring things out. And so when he says that I am Iron Man thing, I'm, I'm probably going to tear up. Yeah, no, well, you're tearing up right now, Tom. But yeah, I am great. <laughs> uh, I just can't wait. I can't wait to do it again. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. I thought Hawkeye was good as well. I liked how the first scene was him was showing the impact on Hulk Hawkeye's life. I think yeah. that suited really well with the storyline and of his character throughout Endgame. Yes. That he was going around killing people. He was like, I'm doing my job. It's like, and Nat was like, what job are you doing? You're just killing people. They didn't overblow it either. They didn't. He lost his family. He went on a killing spree, which you see one bit of. Yeah. Nat turns up. Yeah. Convinces him what he's doing is wrong. Well, it's right, but it's wrong for him. Yeah, and there might be a way to bring his family and back. And gives him a purpose. Yeah. And he does contribute to that purpose. Like, I like the fact they give him the gauntlet Yeah. with the stones, cause they, and he's protecting them, and yeah. he does that. Yeah. Uh, and then the bit with Nebula. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, that was all good for Hawkeye. And we haven't talked about it, have we? As in Hawkeye and Nat fighting over who sacrifices themselves. That was see now this was the other plot hole. Yeah. The guy the red guy's the red guy from the first Captain America, what's his name? Red Skull. Red Skull, there we go. Um he says you need to sacrifice the thing which you care about the most. Obviously, you know, I, I I can be on board with them caring about each other so much because they're besties, they literally probably love each other so much. Um but they didn't sacrifice each other, they willingly jumped in there. So does that does that is that does that ruin it? Because they willing they willingly went in, it wasn't a sacrifice. What did he say? What did Red Skull say? He says something like, you need to sacrifice the thing that means the most to you, or something along those lines. He definitely used a word like sacrifice or like give up or something. Is it not just a case of a soul for a soul? See, it might just be that, and that might just be a fancy way of putting it. I feel like it might be. Yeah. I feel like it... I'm going to believe that anyway. Yeah. Because, it, it, yeah, the soul stone requires a soul. Yeah, that, that it makes sense. And there was still a huge connection between them. And the thing is, the soul stone, which the soul stone still drove them both to compete, to kill themselves. Exactly, Which, yeah. in my mind, is what it would want. It would, yeah. It would want them to, f- yeah. You know? 
because I feel like with Thanos um, sacrificing Gamora, that was that very much was a sacrifice. Was this is that they're, they're sacrificing themselves? Yeah, and they're not saying they love themselves, but they love the situation that they're in, and like they they respect the the relationship they have with each other. On the other hand, was it Nebula that said that they went to Vormir, um, Thanos and Gamora? So Nebula knew that Gamora was sacrificed. Yeah, this was the other thing. It's like, surely they would have discussed about it. Surely they would have planned. So maybe she... I don't think she had much planning in who goes where, but she kind of knew that they'd end up going there. And that's why it was. it would work out. It seems like a strange duo to send, to be honest with you. They send the least superhero superheroes to go get probably one of the most important stones. You're right, but then again... They're the two people which relationship. They all talk about, hey, do you remember Budapest and stuff? That is never really talked about too much. No. And Isn't Black Widow getting a film? Is she actually? Yeah, it must be set in the past, but yeah. I think she is. That'd be, if it was set like before she joined the Avengers, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Because really she hasn't got one, has she? No. no. I think she is. She needs a film. She does. She deserves yeah. one. Even though her coolest part in the trailer, which I found funny, was her shooting a pistol and reloading it yeah <laughs> like what's she gonna do <laughs> oh wow oh yeah Black Widow but I think she was definitely seen as kind of a leader so, like when she was talking yeah. five years later with um, Captain Marvel and everyone yes it was very much she was a leader and like you said she she was in pain she was searching for she was yeah now going back to Hawkeye actually and like we discussed we discussed uh, each of the uh, Avengers failures and, and Thor and everything and, and Tony Stark we were going back to his family now Hawkeye he him he he didn't really turn up in in, in Infinity War or the other Avengers because he wanted to be with his family. Mm. He wanted to kind of give up that life. Yeah. So his way of failing was going on a killing spree, the complete opposite. Yes. Which is interesting. Interesting to think that. Yes, it is. His his way of showing failure was to just go back to the one thing he promised himself that he wouldn't do. Yes. Which is going around and killing people. Yeah. People that he considered bad, which would seem like bad people. Those people in Japan seem sketchy. They did. It seemed a bit rough. But yeah, no, that was great as well. It just it was really cool to see how each and every one had been affected. Yeah. And then in their path to setting everything right, they meet every key plot part of their story. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Iron Man, his father. Yeah. Um They Haw- tied up so many loose ends. Yeah, Hawkeye with the fact that he's killing people. Yeah. Captain with Peggy oh. and Bucky and all of that. Um Thor and become uh, Thor and his mother, yeah. Asgard. Uh, yeah, just there's so much to talk about. Yeah, Actually, so speaking about Thor and his mum, I love the fact that I didn't I didn't know that his mum was like a witch or grew, grew up around witches, mm. which is why she said, "I understand, like this, you're not you're not the Thor from my time." That was something. cool. She that knew. was so cool. Yeah, yeah. Especially because it meant that he didn't need to explain anything to her. She kind of got it. Yes, that was great. And so that, especially because that made Thor realize that was him realizing that the importance of everything is yeah. speaking to his mum yeah. that must be so good for him to speak to his mum because obviously he never got to speak to her properly until she died yeah that must have been nice for him yeah yeah, yeah exactly I'm sure it was yeah um, also going back to the Captain America scene going back in time mm. I loved the idea of him closing his time loop you'd think yeah but Captain America saw himself during the fight scene no because he honestly thought that was Loki and after that fight scene, obviously, um, oh, um, 2012 Captain America or whatever is going to wake up and be like, that was still Loki. Little did he realise that was actually Captain So that might have yeah. actually happened in the first Avengers film. Yeah, we just didn't see we it. We just didn't see that. Which is going to make re-watching the first Avengers film 
incredible that's what yeah. that's one of the things I love the most actually was we saw aspects of the first Avengers film after the film ended yeah. such as them going down the stairs Hulk having to take the stairs and everything yeah. was like that was crazy and it, quite a few callbacks to the other films as well yeah little moments like Hail Hydra Hail Hydra and the the other guy that they met downstairs in the lobby that wants to take the briefcase off them and everything yeah exactly oh, man that was just, it's just it was just it adds so much more to the Marvel Universe despite it just uh, not also just the fact that it's another Marvel film it also contributes like little sprinklings to the other ones yeah no definitely which is great God. amazing I'm so glad like you said like a film like that had to kind of they had to they had to be worth it for like twelve years or whatever in the making. And I definitely felt felt like they did that. They literally tied off so many loose loose ends, yeah. and not everyone's going to be happy with the ending. But at least they addressed as many things as they could without it seem, seeming too like stuffed yeah. in there. Like no part of me is disappointed no. at what I saw or what I have seen. Yeah, over the whole universe, like yeah. it all just has contributed to this. Yeah, final film. And the payoff is brilliant. Exactly. I think Infinity War and Endgame are probably the finest two examples of how to make a superhero film or superhero franchise. Yeah. And Marvel has done it. Yep, a superhero journey, man. Like. Yeah, he's looking at you, DC. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> we didn't realise we were part of this experience. No. Until we realised that, that... Wait, hang on a minute, there has to be an end to this. Yeah. Like, hey, superhero movies, woo, oh, look, they're collabing with each other and everything. But yeah, at some point there had to be an end, and obviously mm-hmm. Infinity War was kind of that end as well. It was. What did you think of the Captain America, America ass bit? <laughs> that is that is America. I ass. liked when Tony Stark was also in his like office place. And he was like, "Yeah, um, that suit did not do justice. Like, that is not America's ass." And then afterwards, the fight, he was like, "Yeah, that's that's America's ass. That's America's ass." <laughs> I like that because that's Cap's character, though. Yeah, he can be funny, even though he's quite a serious. Great Leader. speech giver, and also like after he gave the speech at the time and, travel and, bit, and Rocket was like, "Wow, he really wait, what did he say?" He uh, said like, "He's really good at that." Or well, he's really good. Yeah, he's, he is really good at that yeah. or something. And they're all like, "Yeah, because oh, he is. He's fucking incredible. He is." This kind of just reminds me of that father figure that doesn't really understand that he's either being funny or really great or really loving or whatever, but he just is. Yeah, you know, and he I just cracks on with it. And that links really... back to him being not in his proper era. Yes. That's why he's that father figure because he's ha- he's had to grow up so quickly. It's a different generation, isn't he? And even yeah, he grew up amongst a war, and yeah. he was going he was going he was becoming like a, a soldier and everything. Yeah. So it kind of made sense that he was that father figure because he's kind yes. of had to be forced into like a father role. Yes. Um, there were some callbacks to the first Avenger, I'm pretty sure, but I can't remember them. Was there something about his military? not sure I just remember I think when Captain America and Tony Stark went back to the 1970s and then he was like hey where's it kept and then um, Tony Stark said hey where's the um, where's the stone kept and then Captain America was like it's in that bunker I'm pretty sure that bunker was from Winter Soldier or something where him and Nat go back and it's all dusty and everything and the the German scientist yeah he's on the computer he's on the computer I think it's the same place I might be wrong. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that one, but I think you might be right. Yeah. I I must say, the bit that obviously I feel like everyone that I've spoken to cried in that film. I didn't. Or teared up. You didn't cry? I didn't cry. I teared up. Yeah. Did you hear me tearing up? I knew when Stark died. No. Hold on. Let me guess. <laughs> yeah, try and guess. You've got two more chances. Which bit did I cry at? Uh, was it... Oh, I'm trying to remember the bits. Was it something to do with his daughter and him? No. 
Something to do with Cap? No. Nope. Okay, I'll tell you. Yeah, tell me. Him and his father. Yeah. That bit got to me so much. Which bit? Him, when his... Obviously, he, he always kind of saw his father, apart, apart from when he saw the video of his dad, I think, in Iron Man 2 or something. Mm. He always saw his dad as somebody who didn't really care about him, was never there for him and everything. Yeah. And so, so when he was speaking to him and, and he could see that his dad... Howard was nervous and when he when Howard was like hey were you nervous when you had your little girl yeah. and stuff like that scene I think meant so much for Tony yeah. and so much for me who's loved the kind of relationship he's had with the people around him and also the relationship he wanted with his dad yeah or he felt like he should have had with his dad yeah yeah okay yeah I feel like I would have definitely cried if Captain America had died yeah and I was a little bit disappointed that he didn't yeah but I think that is the better send-off. His ending was good. But I don't know, because perfect, perfect for Tony Stark, him yeah. sacrificing himself. Yeah. I also did think that Captain was going to do it as well. Yeah. And I feel like that would have been great for his character. But I understand him getting old and completing his storyline with Peggy. Especially because, like I said, it, it seemed like he was just... He was wanting to do that in every Avengers film. He, you yeah. could tell that he that wasn't his real purpose. His real purpose was to go back to that date. Yes, that was his purpose. Yeah. Not to die, really, was it? And he went back and he was he did with, it. with Peggy. Yeah. And to, uh, to some extent, he did die, didn't he? He was an old guy by the end of it. Even though he looked hot. He's he a hot old guy good. with his shield. But isn't that... I wonder what uh, Chris Evans thinks about the fact that that is how he's going to look when he's older. Yeah, because they must have done a lot of studying I'm into I'm sure they did. That's, it's not like one of those apps that you can get on your phone. And it's you not like age me or whatever. Over. Maybe they did do that. <laughs> like, okay, we use this. That's a great app. Because he looks good. He does. I'd won. like to see in like 60 years time if he actually looks like that. That could be interesting. I'm sure they will. I'm sure we'll still be on Facebook and there'll be a fucking meme going around. Yeah. Like 60 hey, look. years ago on this day. <laughs> hey, CGI was like this. Yeah. <laughs> 60 years ago on this day. Yeah. Tom. Yes. There is a question which I still have in my head from Endgame. And that is at Tony Suck's funeral. There was a shot of a random kid. Yeah, Quicksilver. Is... Isn't that X-Men? That's X-Men. I don't think that was Quicksilver. It, no, not Quicksilver. Who... Who was that kid? No, I swear it was. See Running now... fast, dude. I don't think it was. Because they were, that would be a weird addition. What Joe said was that that was the kid in Iron Man 3. This is where I'm going to have to say that I haven't seen Iron Man 3. <gasps> Tom. It's the one I haven't seen, as well as Ant-Man, the latest Ant-Man. Well, I'll quickly run through the... the so, in, in Iron Man 3, I didn't like it at all. Some people actually really liked it, which is surprising. It was this guy who could enhance his own body to, like, be these... these I didn't really pay attention. This flame body. And Tony Stark finds himself trapped in Russia or somewhere. And there's this young kid, this, like, young teenage kid, finds him. He's like, wow, you're Tony Stark. And he helps him and gives him shelter and everything. And I, I think Iron Man 3, the most important thing, thing coming out of that is that he finds compassion towards children. And I think that definitely... It gave more impact impact with his relationship with his daughter because of the relationship he had with that kid then. So the rumor was that that was the that was the child that he hung out with in Iron Man Three. Really? Yeah. Because I don't know who else it could be. No, I thought it was the guy from X Men. I don't know why they would add but that. But why would they do that? They haven't crossed. <laughs> they haven't. They haven't done it, have they? No. I like the fact that John Favreau was there. Yeah. The guy that originally created the well, pretty much kicked off. Avengers and Marvel yeah. with casting yeah. Tony Stark as Iron Man. Yeah, that's that was was cool. the perfect way. And I mean, he he's been he's been in the other films, hasn't he? 
Yeah, and he was comforting his daughter. Oh, that scene was sad. Yeah, but I just feel like it was perfect that he was there. Yeah. As a great callback to Iron Man. I think as well, it was like, yeah, Iron Man, he helped with his uh, role and everything. Mm. And now his daughter, he's helping with his daughter's life. Yeah. Iron Man's also. That scene, though, when he was like, hey, do you want anything? She was like, I want cheeseburgers. He's like, you know, your, your dad want, your dad used to like cheeseburgers. Yeah. Links right to the first film when he, yeah. like, as soon as he got back from... Cheeseburgers. Yeah, he wanted, he wanted a cheeseburger. There's another great scene as well yeah. when uh, Iron Man escapes oh. from the compound. Yeah. Probably one of the most legendary... Yeah, Marvel moments. What would you say is firstly your favorite Marvel film? I feel like Endgame. If it wasn't for all the other uh, all the other films, would be a mess because you wouldn't understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So, what would what standalone film? What is your favorite standalone Marvel film? Because you do like Captain America: Winter Winter, Winter Soldier, don't you? I've got sort of like a special place for the first Avenger. Yeah. Winter Soldier is one of my favourites. Uh, I'm gonna have to say Civil War. I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, I'll, I'll say. You know, I'm gonna say the first Avenger. Yeah, yeah, that is a good film, man. Yeah, especially because I feel like you're you're really interested interested in that kind of era as well. Yeah, that's another reason. Especially a superhero film set around them was like yeah, ah. yeah, I liked that. I think for me it goes Iron Man 1 classic has to be for me yeah. first Iron Man and then it goes Winter Soldier because some of the scenes in that such as, such as like the elevator scene yeah. and how how uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. was secretly hide you especially when oh wait in Endgame when Tony was like or someone was like oh yeah S.H.I.E.L.D. secretly hide you but the, 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 we can ignore that I was like what the hell like that's crazy that was such a, a the lit- fact that they knew that yeah it? and oh so good so cool Hail Hydra Hail Hydra oh yeah. beautiful great um Second time viewing, Tom. Like you said, you th- feel like it would enhance the um, your kind of opinion of the film. Yeah. Um, I agree as well because obviously we know what's happening so now we can actually look into the scenes and, and kind of add connections in our yeah, head. Yeah, we can. Um, do you feel like any characters didn't have enough screen time? Drax. Do you think? He had Dra- a lot... The think, whole lot of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Quill. I feel like Quill's, t- Quill's ending was the only unfortunate one. Because Gamora, obviously, it's young Gamora who didn't even know who, yeah, she, who he was. That was quite an open-ended. See, now, this is what I think, because apparently they're going to make a spin-off, Guard- or Guard- Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to have Thor in, because this is after they go out in space. Yeah. So apparently, maybe that's why they're not mentioning them too much, is because they're going to mention them in future stuff. I think so, because it's it can't be a coincidence, the fact that Drax... Did Drax even say anything? I think he had one line. I don't remember what it was, but I'm pretty sure he spoke once. I, but then again, right. in Infinity War, he spoke quite a bit, I feel like, yeah. as well. So you've got Drax, who doesn't say much. You've got Gamora and Quill's interaction. Which makes sense, because they kind of finished their... Like, their ending was in Infinity War. Yeah. 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 And obviously the fact that Quill didn't really say much. He yeah. had that bit with Thor. Yeah. Uh, who else? Was, uh, the Mantis lady. She was there. Yeah. <laughs> what everyone calls her, Mantis lady. Yeah. Rocket, I suppose. He was quite a big part. Yeah. Bradley Rocket Cooper. and Groot's... Uh, Groot had one line in it obviously I am Groot uh, yeah but again they didn't really have much of a interaction yeah so yeah there, there's got to be a, another one in the pipeline well they've got um, Spider-Man 3 coming out yeah which would be interesting Not still not a fan of the Spider-Man although in the film though <laughs> neither am I when he, when he, when he says that, like kill mode he just starts stabbing everyone around him that, that was, was cool. such a cool moment I just don't like Spider-Man no I like, I like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 
But I guess yeah. you don't you don't like you don't like Spider Man. I just a... don't like Spider Man as a superhero. I've, I respect all the actors. I think they've they've done him really great. Yeah. But, and the films are okay. Yeah. I just don't rate Spider Man. In comparison to all the other ones, it's like come on, just a bit boring. Make another Iron Man film. Yeah. Well, Captain America. What did you think of Gwen turning? Oh, not Gwen. What do you think of Potter Pepper 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 Pig? What do you think of her turning up? In her yeah. blue suit, I like I like how they hinted towards the blue suit. Like, mummy never wears what, what what I make her or whatever. Yeah, they hinted at it, didn't they? That was I liked cool. it. I mean, yeah, it's just another another hero to help the final battle. Yeah, I mean, is what it is. And then Captain Marvel. Yeah, I liked her haircut. I hadn't even talked. Yeah, she's she's fit. <laughs> uh, Captain Marvel. Well, that's the haircut she has in the comics. It is and the TV series, which makes sense. Um, so I like that they gave that to her and yeah she is OP isn't she and she took on Thanos and that fight scene was cool still couldn't really beat him until they all they all had to come together they did still she was so confident that she could do it yeah on her own hey why didn't the Hulk run in and beat him up we tried that already I know but why didn't he help a little bit more I suppose maybe when they went back in time and you could see that they were like hey try and be like uh, 2012 Hulk and he was like and he kind of yeah. kicking a car maybe he doesn't really have that anger, anger I that don't Hulk think has so. and when, when they went back to kill Thanos right at the start yeah wasn't Hulk wearing he was underground wasn't he wearing Hulk the Hulk buster oh he was yeah he was which means he? he still by the end of at the beginning of Endgame he still wasn't so maybe oh yeah so over those five years is when he became because he was just Bruce Banner he was chilling out in like the Hulkbuster we're going to have to look out for that Tom mm. there's a lot of things to look out for second, second viewing mate I'll uh, just have to turn around and look back at me yeah we're not sitting next to each other yeah we're not yeah. <laughs> Tom that was it because every cinema in our area the, the in Chichester as well and in Brighton are just completely sold out yeah which is crazy. I wonder how much money it's made. I think it's made a few billion or whatever. Pounds. Let me quickly... 20, yeah. It definitely made more than 20 pounds, I All think. Right. You think? Um, so they've broken uh, global box office records with an estimated 644 million, <laughs> which is crazy. Oh, it's mad. They'll never need to make another film again, but they will. Endgame, which has the Avengers return to take on the evil Thanos, has grossed an estimated 487 million overseas, according to the studio. That breaks the record for the biggest opening weekend internationally, which was held by 2017's The Fate of the Furious. Really? Interesting. Endgame also already has the highest grossing three-day star ever in China. The film has so far made 217 million there. <laughs> So much money. That's crazy. What are they going to do with it? Make a whole new franchise of Marvel films? Possibly. Let's hope so. I hope so. The payoff will be great. Payoff. Third Marvel film. Them just chilling out with their new lives. Then, yep. then it just cuts to Tony Stark's um, proof that Tony has a start uh, heart thing rolling in the in the river. Still rolling. Oh no. <laughs> um, Tom, thanks for this spoiler cast. I think it's been great. It's been interesting. Good especially spoilers. We've had to adapt to it last minute. Yeah. Um, but we'll hopefully adapt overcome I'd like to do more of these in the future more like yeah. movie movie podcasts yeah. movie spoiler casts I like them they're cool maybe with someone else as well um, thank you for listening if you made it through the spoiler cast um, <laughs> well done well done you made it through <laughs> hearing us talk incorrectly about characters names Falcon in the Marvel Universe <laughs> the Marvel Who's Universe the Falcon dude <laughs> Mantis Mantis isn't that it is yeah, yeah Mantis damn yeah. Um, so thank you for listening and um, we hope you enjoyed leave us a comment if you want let us know how we're doing or if you enjoyed this this spoiler cast and thank you for listening before we finish Tom any shout outs of any characters in the film 
Shout out to my main man, <laughs> Captain America. And I'm going to shout out Groot for his lines in the film. <laughs> yes. Teenage Groot. Um, make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes or, or iTunes or following us on Facebook at Having Words Podcast or Instagram at Having Words for Updates. Be sure to like and share with your friends. We'd really appreciate that. We're also on Reddit at r forward slash Having Words. Put us on Patreon if you want at patreon.com forward slash Having Words. We're going to be adding a lot of content on there in the future, which will be exclusive to, um, to Patreon. So check that out. Um, we're also on YouTube. You can check out our episodes on there. Soon we'll be doing video content in the future once we have the time for it. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Uh, please, if you like this episode, leave an iTunes rating and review. And final, finally, Tom, a final word from you. Destiny will arrive. Uh, <laughs> and a final word from me. Which, uh, Thanos will have his silence, I guess. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and Tom, literally in an hour, we're watching Endgame again. <laughs> Here we go. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye, guys. See you later. Bye.